I don't have to talk right. Recording. I don't have to talk right away. Good progress. And Terry has his mouth full. <laughs> I said my video is off. Oh man. <laughs> we we can't see you in your muscular uh, <laughs> uh, muscle shirt or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, since we're so deprived and we can't see that, we'll just have to cue up the music. <laughs> That sounds funny. You can send us an email at the And that is correct, everybody. We are the podcast that sounds funny. This is the week of January 30th, 2024. We are in Season 4, Show 14, Episode 169. I'm your host, Keith, and joined with me today are... Uh, Terry. <laughs> and Jill. Yeah. Terry had to take a, a cleansing breath after chewing his food there, huh? Swallow yeah. a coffee, I bet. Starbucks coffee. Oh, oh, fancy. Well, we like to get opened up with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? Hey, what is this? Who is this guy? And that could be a classic family funny story, something reading, watching, doing, something funny happening lately. And uh, I know I have something on my list. You go right <laughs> ahead. <laughs> I had to have, uh, last Wednesday, I had to start a prep for a colonoscopy on uh -oh. Thursday. And so uh, I spent Wednesday morning, I actually managed to get our podcast posted a little early because <laughs> we recorded early, thankfully. And then uh, around noon or so, made the dash over to uh, spend the night in the Fisher House there at Jefferson Barracks. I thought there was a Fisher House near John Cochran, but they they said, no, that's the only one. It was a, they're like making it's like it's so close. You you be right by the hospital, no, no problem. It's like, it's like twenty minutes away for one thing. Yeah. And you have to drive up rush hour traffic up I fifty five to get to the downtown area where the John Cochran Hospital's at. Had we known that, heck, we could have stayed in Collinsville at a hotel and gotten there just as quick. Right in the morning, or even just left out. Just got up early in the morning and just left out because it only it only takes us about a, oh maybe about an hour to shoot down the highway to get to St. Louis. So yeah, I probably would have saved us a little bit of time. Uh, the Fisher House, if you ever ha have a chance to stay there, it is a very nice, nice place to stay. However, <laughs> they have rules. Uh, yeah. there, there's a big checking in process. You got to sign papers and register your car. And then they give you this big red rule book of whatever's in there. I don't know. I didn't read it. And Robert didn't read it to me. Huh. And w one of the rules is when you check out, you have to like strip down the bed and fold up this big two ton comforter and, uh, and put all your stuff on a particular bag and leave it in the bathroom. And, and you have to do all this stuff before you check out. 
and you leave your keys there in the room, and Robin didn't read any of that stuff. It's like, what time do you want to get up in the morning? My procedure is going to be at 8.15. I got to be there 15 minutes early to check in. I think we should leave here at 7.30. Oh, no, we'll wait until later. It's like, are you sure? This is St. Louis. There is rush hour traffic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 7.30. That's good. And we got up next morning. She wanted to sleep in. So she let her sleep in. Next thing I know, she's like, oh, no, I got to get up. And then she's like, oh, crap, I got to get this bed stripped and the sheets. And this, you know, we end up not even leaving until uh, between 15 till and 8 o'clock. And we're on the way in bumper to bumper traffic. We got, I call the place. I say, we ain't going to make it there. I mean, we might make it there at 8.15 when my procedure is supposed to be, but we're not going to make it there in time to check in early. Oh, don't worry about it. Just show up. We'll make sure we get you in. Well, they did, and we, we got in. But along the way, of course, the night before, you have to take that yummy uh, medicine, <laughs> which really wasn't, wasn't as bad as I remembered it. And they did have a different procedure. The last time I had it done, you had this big old gallon of nasty gunk that you tried to make taste better with Gatorade or some other flavoring. And you had to chug down the whole gallon. You start like at 4 or 5 p.m. and you have it gone by bedtime or midnight or something like that. And you are so stinking bloated by chugging down this gallon. <laughs> and then you're up until 2 or 3 or 4 in the morning on the toilet camp, camping out, cleansing yourself. Well, this time they said you mix half of it. Here's a handful of laxative tablets to take, and you drink half of it. And every ten minutes, you chug down an eight ounce glass. It comes about about a, an hour and a half or two, something like that. Well, I know it's less than two hours. Um, and then you you have to finish the second half four to six hours before your procedure. So that means if my procedure is at eight fifteen, I have to have the second batch gone at uh, by four fifteen in the morning. Wow! So I got to get up at two o'clock in the morning, which I pretty much was anyway, because I just couldn't start to sleep that night. And uh, so I chugged down the rest of it. And now the first time I chugged it down, I'm sitting there, nothing's happening. Sitting there, nothing's happening. And then Robin goes to chit-chat with some of the other Fisher House residents. And all of a sudden, my stomach is like, I got to go pee. I got to go pee. I won't worry anything. So I get two steps toward the bathroom. I was like, nope, there might be more than that. <laughs> so I think I dumped about a quart worth of uh, back matter, we'll say. <laughs> hmm. All in one fell swoop. was like, whoa, all righty. And, and after that, I, didn't, I had to still go pee a few times, but I didn't have to go out the other end very much that's weird well then come to the two o'clock uh feeding <laughs> <laughs> and i chugged it down and it's like well my stomach was kind of gurgly but it's like i don't really have to go that time it took a little bit longer to get out of my system and then you know while robin is you know packing up our sheets and trying to get everything ready to check out my stomach is like gurgle, gurgle. Like I gotta go somewhere, so <laughs> I did. And then right before we were ready to walk out the door, I got I gotta go again, and I did. 
and we get driving from Jefferson Barracks to downtown. <laughs> it's like gurgle, gurgle. Like, I think I can hold it. You guys I can think hold it. Love for well, I I did hold it, but as soon as we got there to check in, it's like I need to find a restroom because this could be messy if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and so I did, and I went again, and then we got checked in. And then they're like, okay, here's a changing room, which happened to be the same restroom I just was in. And here, here's your your fancy hospital pajamas. I go, the, the open side goes in the front, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay. Uh, and so I know as soon as we get all that done, it's like, gurgle, I got to go one more time. And it's like, okay. And by this time, the nurses, nurses there dealing with me and Robin's in the wedding room. And she goes, did your bowels know they like green or brown or purple? I don't know what color she said. Like, well, tell you what, here's your big chance. You can tell me. Uh, I'm going to wash my hands and you go over there and check the toilet before I flush it. Hmm. Well, I'm and glad you wiped and washed your hands. Apparently, there was the right colors. And then after that, it was a nice little you know, hour, a half hour nap. And I woke up and... And unlike before, and unlike Terry knows and his wife knows, they're supposed to, they they say you got to give back the gas, and here's a cracker to eat or something. I must have released all the gas before I woke up because I didn't have to fart at all. Did not have wow. to. One bit. So they must have got it all back before I woke up. And mm. then I was waiting for them to say, "Here's a peanut butter cracker or something." I didn't get nothing to eat. I didn't get nothing to drink. Uh. Oh my god, this is the VA, huh? Well, last time I went to the VA, they gave me stuff to drink and munchies to eat. Should have had an MRE. <laughs> you would think. But they said, oh, you're all done. Here's your clothes. Bye. See you later. See you in 10 years or whatever. Wow. Did you and, get that uh, flashlight pulled out? I'll tell you what. I was so cleaned out. I didn't have to go poop until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's how cleaned out I was. That's what I hear. That you you lose about ten or fifteen pounds too, because all that waste. Yeah. She go, she goes. Don't be surprised. You, you don't have to go poop by the way, because you're pretty cleaned out. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll do my best to fill it back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was my big adventure with that. As always, the the prep is so much worse than than the procedure, and because uh, the procedure is like, oh, put you out for a nice little nap. We're like you more done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used my I used my technology. I had my series set a countdown timer for fifteen minutes, and every, you know, in a two hour period, and you break it down, it's one glass every fifteen minutes. So, you know, I'd set a timer, chug down a glass, reset the well, timer. I, I set a timer for ten minutes because <laughs> I wanted to get it done sooner than later, and it took about an hour and twenty minutes to get it all done that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wanted to make sure that I just did it where it was going to all get like out. I, I would have chugged it all down <laughs> after another. Uh, but Rob was like, no, we're going to follow their instructions. I was like, okay, well, I'll be up at 2 a.m. Hope you are too. <laughs> yeah, I remember I had, to, I, I had to get up like 5 in the morning and finish that second part. But anyway. Well, you, you have to have it done uh, four hours before your appointment. And I had hours before six hours before I had the lady from uh, Annette from the bros department at the VA come to my house for a visit. And 
She did an okay job marking my microwave. That's cool. You know, even my wife can use it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I love it. What's going on with your voice? I don't know. Am I coming in broken up? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And it's almost done. Anyway, um, and so she came to the house. Gosh. And she did my microwave, and then we did my keyboard. She put some Velcro on because a couple of my bump dots had fell off. Um, my wife had put some, my F and my J's on there really super. No, my stiff keys were really super good. She couldn't even peel them off with her fingernail. You know, but... Mm. You know, the other ones, some of them fell off, and then she pulled some off. But she put Velcro on my keyboard for me, and then uh, then um, um, we started. We, I was telling about how on the iPhone 15, um, it, it's like stuck in like, like the vertical navigation type thing, sort of. I know that you can go in there. We went in there and took it off the rotor, but there was the thing that was along with that vertical navigation or navigation grouping or something that say group or flat. Uh, and underneath of that on the rotor was an action, you know, and anytime I needed to adjust my volume up in an app or something, or if I needed to scroll down my contact list, it won't let me do it. Unless I, if, if I went in there and wanted to go ABC, I have to go and touch the adjusting, the adjusting arrows. Then I had to do my rotor and go to adjust. Then I go back to the app and then I can flick up and down. Right. I have to do that whenever I'm in my contacts. Whenever I'm in the Serotech app, whenever I'm in email, whenever I'm in text messaging, anywhere where you have to scroll up or down. On, on the iPhone 15, I don't know if it's just mine, but with the voiceover on, you have to toggle back and forth to that. If I exit the messaging app and I go into my email, I want to delete this email. I have to go to the rotor and go right above characters to the adjust thing, then go back that I can flick up and delete it. Tap, tap. If I went back to my text messages, I'd have to go to a text message and I go to delete it. I got to go to the rotor and go right above characters and then hit the adjust thing and then go back and then it'll let me do it. Maybe it's an iPhone 15 thing because I haven't noticed it on mine. No, I haven't it's seen it on mine either. In the butt. I do not like it. Can't yeah, you take it off the rotor? I know you can put it's things not, on your... It's, well, it, it's not on there. Generally, your rotor remembers from app to app, like if you're in a, a web browser uh, or email, it tends to use you know all, all the HTML stuff that's in there. If you're on a Word document or just your home screen, it uses different rotor things. Or like if you're on Amazon right. app, um, and, and if you and if you come back to say your Amazon app to order something, and if you are navigating by headings. It'll typically be navigating by headings, but I do notice right. on my email, similar to what you're saying, if I have an email open, let's say it's a, a newsletter, each article is a heading. Uh, if I was on headings before, I still have to rotor to headings and I can swipe by headings. And, right. and if you uh, swipe at all, you have to go back and find your order again and put it back on headings because for some reason it likes to 
I know on the email for sure it does that. Right. And so, and she she went into the rotor sink. She took everything out. I mean, there's a list, you know, she made, she unchecked everything except for just the basic stuff like characters and words, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. do you really need your speaking rate in there? And they're like, sometimes, you know, and then, you know, the volume control. Yep. Sometimes, you know, and, but then, you know, we tweaked that up. That was no big deal. But then and I was like, okay, great. It's working good now. Then all of a sudden after she left this morning, it's like back to doing it again. I'm like, what the heck? And so then, but then we were tinkering with the OrCam and we realized that whenever I um, updated to my 15, I, I had to actually delete the OrCam app off my phone and reinstall it. Uh, for one, uh, because I mean, the OrCam showed up in my Bluetooth, but it wasn't like on, it just recognized it. So it said, I said, connect to it. So I tapped on it and it said it was connecting. And then we went to the app and that wasn't working. And uh, we just had, and then we uh, were tinkering around. She's trying to do the smart learning thing where you double tap the side, and, but it never would come back and bleep or do what it was supposed to do and eventually it just i mean it was to a 100 percent charged and stuff but then you know we tried this we tried that and it's like it's, whatever we tried it didn't work and so then once she left i picked it up and i'm like touched it and it didn't like snap a picture like it usually does when you accidentally touch it you know right. it didn't snap a picture didn't do anything i go huh is it on let me press the button nothing I'm like, let me press and hold the button. Beep. It went beep. And I go, okay, let me wait. Nothing. I press and hold. I, I can't get it to come on. It won't come on. It won't do anything. I think, great. You didn't spill but, coffee on it, did you? No, no, no. <laughs> she, she, would, she knows to tell. She'll be telling Tabitha that it's not it's not hooking up right. And I went to call Tabitha today and say, I can't get it to turn back on. You know? And so then... She she left, you know, she was there a couple hours, you know. I was asking her, how much time does the VA allow you for a visit? You know, just, oh, about an hour. And I go, okay. You know, so she was there a couple hours. And uh or about an she hour. She owed and a half, you I an guess. hour from before when she didn't come. And she <laughs> she she went to leave and everything. So then she left. And then uh I come back in here and my wife come in here. She like, oh, she left her scissors here. And I go, she did. Let me see. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So I I picked up the phone and I called her. She didn't answer. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is Terry. You just left my house. I was going to see if you wanted to turn back. You left your scissors here. You know, I called her to let her know she left them here. You know, just a regular pair of scissors, nothing special. Yeah. And like, and she might have been not been a good spot to turn around, but at least she knows. Oh my gosh, Ryan, there was a oh yeah, a little over there. Oh well, I don't <laughs> think she's going to come all the way back here just to get a pair of scissors. You know, like, probably not, but at least she'll know. You can keep them as a parting gift. Okay. Does <laughs> <laughs> so somebody your phone not work? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my orcam more than my phone. My phone's still okay you know, I'm, yeah sometimes I'm apps get it, a quirk but... in them where you just have to uninstall them and reinstall them and i, I was listening <laughs> to the apple this podcast and they're talking about the iphone 16 already I'm like oh my god it's like yeah like, <laughs> they just yeah, every year it seems like they have a new a new fancier device coming out later this year it's like oh my gosh it's still january january's taking forever to get over i'm telling you, you. 
it's like our, our old buddy Jerry Hogan, I'll say his name because he passed away a year or two back. Uh, he used to get on to me, don't let the VA give you this model of computer or iPhone because the new one's going to come out next month. I thought, it, it, if they was to give me that one in a year, there'll be another new one. And I'm going to have <laughs> yeah. this thing for the next three years. So what does it matter if I'm three years behind or four years behind? Can I go back? Right. right. And to me, I don't, I don't know. What do you guys do? You're going to have computers stacked up along your walls or something. Cause if he gets them for you every two I or give three years, away, I give my stuff away to other blind people who well, could use oh, it. There you go. My, my previous um, windows computer I used up until a few months ago, whenever I finally had my last USB port blow out, and now I can't use it anymore. It still works if everyone cares about monkey with it. And I think the grandkids hijacked it for something or other. I don't know. Uh, my old MacBook still works, but the battery is getting pretty flaky. Um, but I have it laying around just in case I want to play with it. Uh, I did get a, a Dell to replace something and i give that one to chris because he was needing it pretty bad and then whenever i got my talking dragon talking software i got the one i'm using now so i i give them away i mean as long as there's life left in them somebody might as well use them yeah i gave my uh -huh. windows xp uh, laptop to my stepdaughter kim who was going to college and she's used it till she lost it i guess and uh i've got a 2016 model that it's got a virus on it. I want to get it cleaned up and probably give it to Jill. Did she pull a Hunter <laughs> Biden and take it to a computer shop and didn't go back to pay for it? Now, now there's all kinds of uh, porn on it where she's doing cook, cookers and cocaine and stuff. No. And then my 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 other laptop, I have that uh, mini mall that I use to just leave it there for office use or the blind group stuff. And then I have my new one here, which I really hate this Windows 11. I really just... I'm not um, a fan of it. I, I can't wait till I the get next annoyed one with it because it, it's really the same, same old, same old. But the menus are just different enough. It's like, oh, come on. Like you do like the right click and it doesn't always read it to you right. Instead of going down to list, like cut, copy, paste, uh, open with, blah, blah, blah. Half the stuff is missing until you find it one that says open more. And then you get all, yeah. all the stuff in there. Like, yeah, all the context you like you used to do, or you right click on instead of arrowing down, you got to arrow to the right, you know, and go across. It's like uh, and stuff, but uh, I just, I just having a hard time. Like I don't know how many times I got to sign into my iCloud thing. Every time I turn my computer, it's like why can't this just remember it? You know, like my other computers. It's like uh, I, I think I, gave I, it. I had uh, the VA people put an iCloud thing on mine. But I don't think I ever signed into it, and I really don't use it. Um, it's supposed to synchronize your contacts with Microsoft Outlook, but mine doesn't, and it hasn't. I don't miss it, and I don't care. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of liked having from my computer classes at Heinz. I kind of liked having a blinded instructor teaching me to a point, but then sometimes we always had to have a sighted person come in. Now, this last computer I, teacher I had was sighted, and she sucked, you know, big time. But the one I had before was Laura, and she really knew her stuff, you know. But 
Yeah, Laura's they, pretty they, good. They basically, you know, when we go up there, it's like they they treat everybody, every veteran, as if you've never touched a computer before in your life. And it's like, um, okay. The last time I was up there, they saw me coming. They're like, here's a computer. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you later. <laughs> He'd be up in the computer room day and night, day and night on that computer. But the last time I was up there, the only thing I said is, I really hate Outlook. I never use Outlook. I only use Thunderbird because for my email because Outlook sucks. Teach me to like Outlook before I leave here. Otherwise, <laughs> I won't use Outlook. And they did, and that was that was really all they did with me was that. And yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I think we've so. Keith must have remembered from last week when you told the story about washing your hands after pooping. So, <laughs> He's oh, <yeah>. not five. <laughs> wow. I was talking I, to Apple. I, I even wiped before I washed my hands too. That was that was the real story. <laughs> I, t- I told them it's. I go. How come we can't do anything on our Apple watches anymore? Yeah, we can't do much on them. They even it's got the hand washing thing on there, but it still doesn't tell you. Good job. Mine Twenty does seconds. All time. Nineteen seconds. Mine don't. I have it turned on and everything. I, I had turned off a lot of notifications because I did like having my wrist vibrated every ten seconds all day long. Uh, uh, and yeah. so I turned a bunch of them off. But for something happened. Because lately, I'll get like a little beep out of my phone. It's like, that isn't it? I had dinner off. Or my phone used to ring on my watch. I turned it off because right. I didn't like that. And it started ringing on my watch again. It's like, I don't I mean, I, something does change automatically. It's kind of right. random, but but mine still does the hand washing thing. Mine will, my phone will <laughs> ring and my watch will tell me the number calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something weird like that. Like, the only thing I want my watch to do is telling me the stinking time. That's it. I don't care about yeah. anything else. It's time by the time. And sometimes that's the that's the hardest thing to get it to do sometimes. And yeah. I've discovered instead of pushing the crown button, the best way to get it to tell you the time is just push the on the just touch the glass. You know, just touch touch it, you know. Yeah. I usually just lift it up and touch it to the tip of my nose and it'll tell me the time. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. My fingers are usually wet or oily or dirty and got people over. I wish it would say, you know, all the times it blings, like you're saying, tell me what that bling is for. It makes all <laughs> yeah. these little quirky yeah. little <laughs> sounds, but well, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's an alert for something. You've worked yeah, cause, two more minutes towards your standing Because once an hour, it's, it's, supposed <laughs> to, it's supposed to give you an alert to stand up and stretch or walk around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, that's fine that you go on my wrist, but it's like Jill said, go say, stand up, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just Tell buzz me at me because I don't know what the business is about. <laughs> it might be an email coming in. It might be a little battery or I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I asked that question to Laura when she was my teacher. Oh, it's vibrating. What does that mean? She goes, well, touch it and see what it's, what it's trying to tell you. And I go, so I have to do that every time it buzzes. It doesn't always tell like you. Mine will say right. notification. Well, tell me the notification. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then you got to figure out how to swipe into your notification center and tap, tap there. Then you go to touch it, read more, and you tap there, and it don't tell you nothing. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> stupid. Oh. But this should be anchor topic. Well, <laughs> my, well, well, that'll be living skills when we get there. Um, 
But my mm-hmm. notifications, I, I usually have a lot of stuff in there. I mean, everything from a news bling to, uh, uh, I don't know, a message or something. There's always something in there, but it's like, yeah. Uh, anyway, we have been going off for a long time on our opening topic about <laughs> rants and raving about <laughs> technologies and stuff. Our founder, I.J. Conk, ought to be turning over in his grave. A yeah. birthday list for us today. Oh, right, yeah. Right <laughs> Yo, this is going to murder him. Happy birthday! January 23rd, Richard Dean Anderson, 74. Ed Roberts was 85. John Hancock, 287. Uh, the next day, the 24th, Lisa Barton, 38. Ed Helms, 50. Matthew Lewis, 54. Neil Diamond, 83. John Belushi, 75. Ernest Borgnine, 107. Frederick the Great, 312. There's nobody that I'm just saying. Sasha Banks, the wrestler, 32. Wayne Gretzky, he's hockey, 63. Ellen DeGeneres, talk show host, 66. Douglas MacArthur, general, 144. Wow. On the 27th. Elijah Woods, 43. Nick Carter, 44. Alan Alda, he's 88. Wow. Jackson Pollock, at 112. Henry Seventh is 512. The 29th, yesterday, Adam Lambert, 42. Justin Hartley, 47. Sarah Gilbert, 49. Tom Selleck, 79. William McKinley, 25th president, 181. Today's uh, Becky Lynch, 37. Peter Crouch, 43. Wilda Vamarada, 44. Andy Milanaka, 48. Christian Bale, 50. Phil Collins, 73. Dick Cheney, Vice President, 83. Vanessa Redgrave, 87. Gene Hackman, 93. Franklin D. Roosevelt, 32nd President, 142. Happy birthday, everybody. Oh, uh, this fellow's looking for you. I think he says it's pretty important. What oh, there I... you are, boys. I've been looking all over for you. It's time to move on to some random topics. That's the number I had in mind anyway. That's the number we were supposed to do last week, but due to technical difficulty, we couldn't do it last week. That's holidays. Happy holidays. 
May the calendar keep ringing Happy holidays to you. It was not holidays. I'm making it holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last week I had trouble with my holiday file, but now, seeing as how it's the 30th of the month, and seeing as how we're going to spin the wheel for seven days out of the week, starting with uh, February the 2nd being number one, there'll be Friday, or th- Thursday, February 1st will be number one. I don't have to deal with that file. I have a good file. <laughs> <laughs> so spin me up seven numbers here. So that would be Look on that number the, five. I'll tell you first that. is one, two, three, four, five. And some holidays on that day is Cashmere Solidarity Day. I don't know That's what when that everybody means. Everybody wears a cashmere sweater. It is a <laughs> federal holiday, is all I know. Wear your cashmere sweaters that day. And be solid, I guess. <laughs> uh, no stripes or plaids, just solids. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, it um, also is National Chocolate Fondue Day. Huh. So break out your fondue pots and fill them full of melted chocolate. Yeah. National Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You get the ice cream out, put it on your uh, Rice Krispies or something. Yeah. I know a lot of kids will like that holiday. Yeah. Um, National, where do you go? Weather Person's Day. So I guess love your weather man or weather lady. <laughs> World Nutella Day, that peanut buttery, chocolatey bread you put on stuff. Hmm, that'd be good with the ice cream for breakfast. Uh, yeah, it would be. Um, wow, and that's all there is on uh, February the 5th. So not a lot happening that day, but some definitely chocolatey, peanut buttery, ice creamy day. Yeah. And you can love your weather person. <laughs> I hope they bring us some good weather. <laughs> Me too. I'm tired of the gloomy, dark, wintry, foggy... Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that is it for holidays. Nice and short one after our long-winded opening and stuff. <laughs> oh, that was subtle. Oh, thank you, most exalted one. So now it makes time for news. So this is what they look like. And um, as far as I know, my news file is still misbehaving. So it'll be on you guys to cover the news. Uh, over here, we have 911. In England, they have 999, which I think is, we should have did. Just go 999, emergency. What's your emergency? Um, this is a small list of things that they've People have called the emergency number for inappropriate reasons, like getting their hands stuck in the mailbox. (laughs) A man had 
uh, fell asleep after eating and woke up and his bottom dentures were gone. And so he called 999 emergency. What's your mercy? I lost my teeth. Do you think I swallowed them? <laughs> <laughs> the guy thought he swallowed his teeth. Um, they have had I got 68,000 emergency phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go over all 68,000. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> it's like, uh, like I said, that it's, uh, my wife accidentally got some chilies, hot peppers in her eyes. That's, you know, emergency call there, you know. Um, and uh, the guy had a kebab and he's had a very painful stomach. Um, a ring was stuck on my a ring. I got a ring stuck on my finger. I need to get it cut off. <laughs> And your finger or the ring? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't specify that. I was like, sure, we'll come over and cut your finger off. <laughs> a wife, um, uh, uh, her wife, my wife has lost her voice. Can you come help find it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, a ball from a piercing was stuck in their ear. You know, can you come get it out? Huh. I'd say take a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> but, right. Uh, reports in public only call in case of a real emergency. But anyway. Um, there was a guy crashed his car in the parking lot of a Bass Pro Shop outside of Birmingham, Alabama. And who knows why he did this, but he stripped down to his birthday suit, ran in the store, and jumped into the big tank aquarium they have in there. <laughs> he cannonballed into the tank and swam around totally naked. And let's see, this guy was 42. It doesn't give his name. I guess he's embarrassed <laughs> of what he well, did. Probably. Was his uh, name John Long? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe Tiny Sullivan or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he swam they... around, and then uh, there must have been a waterfall close to this aquarium because he got into the waterfall, and then he Took dove back into the tank. He had to shower Which, off. I guess. The police were called, of course. Uh, the guy climbed out the side of the tank and fell on the ground and knocked himself out. And that's when the police were able to apprehend him. He, he was <laughs> flopping like a fish. He must have been drunk or something, but I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a combination of mental illness, drugs, alcohol, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that's a story for our podcast right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Fisherman with lures trying to catch him out of the tank. <laughs> <laughs> this and, just happened the beginning of January, actually. So I guess the uh, guy was in the mood to swim, and maybe it was too cold to do it outside. And yeah. in British Columbia, 
in Canada. They have a CBC insurance company, apparently, that has released a list of 14 banned vanity license plates. It doesn't give the whole list of 14, just a few. So, But anyway, uh, you know, the things that were banned in the in Canada or British Columbia that you can't put on your license plates. And um, one person wanted a license plate with three letter K's on this license plate. <laughs> Maybe they want his initials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creedence Clearwater Cuckoo. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait, those are C's. Uh, uh, um, what was this one? Um, the letter U and F, but not in that order. Yeah. Oh. Followed uh, by Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> um, one called uh, Ride Me. You can't do that one. Um, uh, the number four and then play, P-L-A-Y. Uh, four play and and they, I think that's about all they give is those four or five there, but the rest are even too rocky for a candidate list. <laughs> yeah. And happens at Disney World in Florida. Uh, this guy, once again, when they're naked, they sure don't like to give their names out in these articles. Mickey <laughs> <laughs> well, Mouse was naked in the park. He uh, stripped down in the theme park and went on the ride. It's a small world. <laughs> it's a small well, one. <laughs> maybe he associated himself with a small and It's possible. <laughs> I'm not sure why he did this. This guy well, was only maybe. 26 years old. And when he got, now I don't remember the ride. I know we were there when we were kids, but this guy, it must be like in a boat because it says he swam in the water, climbed up with the little animatonic singer dolls. Yeah. And the and the workers, they were trying to keep him away from those. I guess, you know, when they're moving, they could accidentally hit him or They might knock him. something off, huh? Oh, and people were stuck on the ride for an hour and 15 minutes while they caught this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're just enjoying the show. I guess. <laughs> it's over there. It happened on January 25th. That's what I was saying. I thought one of your stories said the 25th, but... This one is entitled A Wisconsin Woman Gives Emergency Birth in a McDonald's Parking Lot. <laughs> um, Talk about fast food. Here's a fast baby. <laughs> in the snowstorm, uh, Wisconsin Woman Gives Birth in a Snowstorm nicknames her baby McFlurry. <laughs> yeah. And, First name was Ronald, right? Ronald McFlurry. <laughs> uh, a baby impatient to meet the world was born in McDonald's parking lot when their parents were not able to get to the hospital in time. And she got, pulled up to the driveway uh, window. What do you have, ma'am? 
I think I'll have a, uh, a baby. <laughs> we don't have one of those, ma'am. I'm sorry. I don't have no idea. I'll take some more coffee. We, we don't, I don't want don't this supersized. They're out of the season, ma'am. <laughs> Her name was Annalisha, Annalisha Beck at age 25. <laughs> Said she thought her contractions were Braxton Hicks, uh, false labor. So she fought them and tried to go to sleep. Moments later, her water broke, and uh, her she summoned her mother to watch her other children, and her and her husband, Daniel, set off for the hospital. They were in the car for two minutes, and she's like, Daniel, you got to pull over. She I'm pulled up to the second like window. You on want the fries with head. that, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, how about if we supersize that? Uh, no, don't supersize it. Keep it small. She, she said she felt like she was sitting on the baby's head. And so, well, uh, she was. They, <laughs> they pulled over in the parking lot, and Daniel called 911 as he climbed into the back seat of the SUV. I pushed three times. <laughs> And, and out, it came. out came their baby boy. Mc, McFlurry. <laughs> baby Michael, they named him, but they nicknamed him McFlurry. But uh, he was eight pounds, nugget. six ounces. It could be a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> he was eight pounds, six ounces. <laughs> and so they named him, nicknamed him McFlurry because it was snowstorm. He was eight pounds, six ounces. They yeah. couldn't call him Blizzard because it wasn't Dairy Queen, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I have one. It's a record, world record Guinness book. Uh, the Spider-Man comic book, issue number one. Um uh, Brings in um, $1.3 million in the auction. Hmm. That was the hefty, hefty price for a comic book that probably only cost 10 cents at the time yeah. it came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in like, I think uh, 1963, like me. <laughs> <laughs> and, You're as old as Spider Man. Wow. Now we know. Let's auction Terry off for one point, whatever million. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure his wife will let us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's worth $1.3 million until they found out that some kid cut out the ad for whoopee cushions in the back. And now it's, <laughs> not, now it's not worth a dollar 30 cents. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was. <laughs> You know, one of those, the guy, you know, put it away, sealed it up, you know, had, you know, was in excellent condition, unlike me. <laughs> Nobody sealed me up and put me in excellent condition. You turned green but and I, fuzzy. I remember <laughs> like were saying <laughs> off the recording stuff that uh, somebody, for Christmas one year, it was after 1977 when Star Wars came out, but... I don't know if Keith got it for me or if mom and dad got it for me, but they got me 
the Star Wars comic books, episode one, two, and three in a set. And I was looking through them. I found them. I still have them um, in a plastic Ziploc bag, but that's about the extent of that. But the I had to. I couldn't have did it in the second or third one. But as I went back looking through, you know, I asked my wife to look at the back page of the comic book and see. And it just happened to be on the very first one, the very first edition, on the back page was a little thing. You clip it out of the thing and you send it in to get a whoopee cushion. <laughs> and I had to cut it out of the thing and totally ruin the comic book where I can probably be sitting on a million bucks right now. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, so open that door. I'd better have my gun handy, just in case. Who are you? Stand where you are, Mister. Don't move. Hi. Oh no, you don't. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you. Oh, run for it. Run for it, Jet. Go on. But it is time to go into some weird words, then. <laughs> you did, eh? I'll bite Johnny. What's the joke? Yeah. I got some good ones for you this week. This first word is beetle. B-E-A-D-L-E. Beetle. John, Paul, Ringo. I will tell you it's not a bug. (laughs) (laughs) Or That's how you spell beetle, like the band. B-E-A-T-L-E. No, it's a D. B-E-A-D-L-E. Beetle. Beetle. Like like you make... uh, beads into a craft work or something it's uh it's got the letter d in there yes it's an australian band down under the beatles down there yeah (laughs) it's the australian version of the beatles yeah yeah the d is for down under it's not it's not a really huge bead it's a tiny bead it's just a little beetle instead of a big Yeah, a bead like a beaded necklace or something. I, oh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No. I don't never heard of this before, but it says it means a ceremonial officer of a religious organization. Oh, like, like or a, a college. Some kind of a leader is at a college. Yeah, it says of a so like, like ceremonial the, officer of a church or college. So like is a, it, a dean or a priest or a bishop or something like that. Or is the it beetle. from the <laughs> right, Snoop, Snoopy College or something? A Maybe beagle. beagle. There uh, you go. <laughs> beagle. I say, don't you know? You say you don't know. I say, take me out. I say you don't show. Don't move. Time is slow. I say, take me out. Our next word is mickle, M I P K L E. Like, like a nickel, like, but it starts with an M. Like Michael. They hit the wrong letter on the keyboard. They <laughs> must have. It's a typo for week. a nickel. Yeah. It, it's what Mickey Mouse spends in Disneyland. <laughs> he spends his mickles and dimes. <laughs> yeah, mickle. Uh, it's what you spend at McDonald's when you have a baby. You have ah. a nickel. <laughs> you get a nickel and spend it on Michael. Michael, Mickle. 
That's when you want mustard and a pickle on your sandwich, and you just call it a mickle. Give me a mickle. I just made that up. I don't know. That's weird. You better tell us. I has this. Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. Gimme, gimme. Living in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Rolling like a celebrity. Gimme, gimme. Living in Beverly Hills. A coin? It, it means a large amount. Oh. A Google. Give me a mickle of French fries. It's a bazillion of them. <laughs> <laughs> Quads, quadrazillion, godzillion. <laughs> godzillion. <laughs> Our next word is androgagi. <laughs> and that's androgagi. Andro, andro means man. So you're goggling at a man. R O G. All right. R A G O G Y Andra A N D R A G Andragogi. It's a it's a mathematical instead of girl watching your your boy watching here. I think it's a mathematical term, you know, for a really really super large number. But I think I think the last part might have to do with teaching or something. You're teaching adults. Ooh, oh. You guys are getting close. Keep ding, 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 ding. You got it. And you don't even know what you said, do you? Teaching adults. Yeah, that's what it means. The teaching it's, of adults. It's like at night school or at college or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because pedagogy is teaching kids. Pedo being like, kids. You put that one together. <laughs> and birds go flying at the speed of sound to show you how it all began. Another word is What just happened? Technical difficulties. Jill give the word, belatory. And so, what happened? Do they guess it? Oh come now. Do you really have to ask? <laughs> belatory. <laughs> This word here, it actually means to move slowly, slow oh. to act. Like, <laughs> like a turtle or a slug or a snail, there must be billatory. <laughs> Another word is sororal roll. <laughs> it's S O R O R A L. Sororal. Sororal. Or, yeah. Well, oral is the last part. That has to do with your mouth. And you go to see a dentist, and your mouth is sore. <laughs> so you have a sore oral, a sore mouth. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I could give you a little clue to me. It's kind of like a fraternity word, but a sorority word because it means. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? Don't you? Don't you? Uh, like having a sister, sister like. Oh, relating to ha- uh, being a sister, huh? Yeah, so I'm assuming that's where sorority comes from. Must be okay. All right. I missed the word. Sororal. Sororal. S o r o r a l. That was hard for me to say. Sororal. It's even hard to spell. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you wish your girlfriend was raw like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was fun like me? Don't you? Another <laughs> word I got is sibilate. Oh, my and sibling was sibilate. S I B I L A T E. Sibilate. Yeah, your, your sibling was late. I think that's <laughs> like when you when you have your twin was born on one day and then it's the next day and you're sibilate. The, sib- the other sibling was late. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good yeah, to me. The, the condition of being a Sybil, I guess, Anna. Somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year. It's not confidential, but like a potential. Russian, Russian around. I've heard people talk like this when they don't have their false teeth in. It's when you talk uh, with a hissing sound. Oh, yeah. like you had a whistling. <laughs> People maybe S's. say their S's, yeah, real long. Yeah. You whistle. I can Terry, tell can people. Whistle on your S's, Terry. Sibilate for us. <laughs> I got my Take teeth in. Whistle. <laughs> I get my new teeth Thursday. It, it, it's like that uh, gopher on Winnie the Pooh who's digging the the, the, the yes. old stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what sibilate means. And I think I got one more word. <laughs> L E G E R I T Y. Legerity. 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 It's a secure box where you keep your Legos. It's a Legerity box. A security box. That's what happens when you eat spaghetti and you spill it on your leg. You get to the Legerity. <laughs> leg spaghetti, leg itty. No. <laughs> I'll take you to the candy shop. I'll let you lick a lollipop. Go ahead, girl, don't you stop. Keep going until you hit the spot. Whoa! We'll take you to the candy shop. And we actually had a word just a few minutes ago that's kind of the opposite of this word. Uh, To talk brotherly. (laughs) (laughs) What was the word we had? They're the opposite. Hmm, I don't know. I forgot. Well, this word means one of the words meant slow and, yeah, be fast. That's what this word means. Uh, 
Talk like you're on cocaine. <laughs> and what was that other word that meant slow? Delatory or something like Bill-a-toria. that. Bill. Bill Clinton. So we had a fast oh, and a slow no. word. That's all my words. If anybody or uses any of these words this week, let us know. <laughs> or cancel. Re- record your voice when you use them in a sentence talking with somebody. We'll put it on the show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Well, we're all done with the words. So. Okay, Doug. We'll go on in there waiting for you. Thank you. Mr. Costello, could I speak to you for a moment? Why, it's Butts for Twink, our sound man. What's on your mind, Butts? Well, I want you to know that I was terribly hurt because I wasn't in your picture last week with Carmen Miranda. After all, if you're looking for new faces, look at me. My face is new, isn't it? Oh, very new. In fact, your whole head has only been slightly used. (laughs) Please give me a chance, Mr. Costello. I really do have a lot of talent. You know, I do most of the voices in all the Leon Schlesinger cartoons for Warner Brothers. don't tell me. Yeah, for instance, here's a little porky pig. This is the way I talk when I play porky porky that's all, folks. I'll play Porky for you for $1,000. What are you talking about? Warner Brothers don't pay you that? I know, but Pork has gone up. (laughs) What else do you do, Botsford? Oh, did you ever hear Bugs Bunny? I have a carrot here, so I'll give you a little sample. Uh, What's up, Doc? (laughs) Uh, uh, What do you say, Tubby? What's cooking, huh? Of course, if you use Bugs Bunny, you'll have to use my wife, Mrs. Bunny. But we can't use two rabbits in our picture. Well, we couldn't separate them. That would be splitting hairs. <laughs> well, if you can't use the rabbit, maybe I could furnish some of the musical background. I can imitate an electric organ. Listen. It's clever, ain't it? Do you call it an organ? Now listen, Botsford. I can't use any of that stuff in my picture. Now will you get out of here? Now look what you did. Now look what you did. Now look what you did. Every time you yell at me, yell at, yell at me, I get the hiccups. When you yell at me, he gets that. Why do you yell? How did I know? Did I know that? When I talk loud, he gets the hiccups. Did I know that? Well, don't yell at him. Do something for the poor fella. Please, Botsford. I said, talk nice to him. Botsford, I'm talking low and easy. Now take it easy. No more hiccups. That brings him out of it. That brings him out of it. Does it? I didn't know that. All right, take it easy. How do you feel? Uh, better now. Oh, you do? I feel fine. Oh, I'm glad of that habit. Now, let's get back to this picture. But, Mr. Costello, are you sure you can't use the organ? Botsford, how many times do I have to tell you that get I don't... Up, please. Please, <laughs> put it in the get in the eye. I don't know what I'm doing. Get out of my head! Oh, it's you again. So now it's time for some Terry and his top ten. Top ten. I have a top ten. 15 lines that you read too many comic books. One, you are more than a little disappointed that you didn't get invited to Superman's wedding. Number two, 
you keep memorizing words like kasplot, kapow, and blammo <laughs> for school spelling bees. Uh. Uh. Your resume lists your last three jobs as Defender of the Galaxy, Sidekick to Defender of the Galaxy, and Assistant Manager of Galactic 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Number four, you shout curses, boiled again when you don't get your ketchup at the drive-thru at McDonald's. <laughs> Number five, you whack your boss over the head with a hammer and you're surprised when his head doesn't pop back into shape. Six, despite attempts to stop speeding cars with your hands, neighbors still think you're just a suicidal lunatic. <laughs> Go on the road, kid. Number seven, at the age of 43, you still set the regional road. Subscription for Grit Magazine. Oh. Number eight. Your compulsive self-narrative. It renders you too self-parent, transparent to go sell real estate or be an auto mechanic. Oh, okay. Because like in comic books, they're always the internal narrative they're thinking inside their head. Okay. Right, right. Number nine, you're the only one wearing a cape and step aerobic. <laughs> um, number 10, holy 40 year old virgin, Batman. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Number 11, your wife is getting tired of you introducing her as your trusty sidekick. <laughs> That's what she is, darn it. <laughs> Number 12, most of your sick days is caused by the Earth's yellow sun. Okie dokie. Number 13, refusing to admit you're drunk, you blame it on your evil side. Your secret identity keeps drinking all the beer. Yeah, it wasn't me, it was my alter ego. It was Clark Kent, not Superman. Your attempts at becoming Danger Cloud are proving hard on the underwear. Danger Danger cloud. Cloud. Are becoming your underwear. hard 
on the underwear. I don't know what danger cloud is. <laughs> I, I do it's not a, know. I haven't read enough comics. Maybe danger cloud on the is underwear. the fumes that come out of your fart. So you're trying <laughs> yeah. to fart I don't know. before the farts come out on your underwear. That's, but I didn't. I didn't. That one makes no sense whatsoever. You know, you guys. Evidently, we all need to read more comic books. I <laughs> guess they I just read yeah. a lot of superheroes. <laughs> that you know, they all got the super underwear. You know, uh, well, that's all I got the, there. Yeah, with all those uh, top tens out of the way, which I, I guess we all need to get caught up on our comic book reading, don't we? Oh well, it's worth it, I guess. Well, why don't you go tell it to the Marines? <laughs> uh, it's time to go do our anchor topic. Which this week, our anchor topic is on living skills. Yeah, living skills. Which could be kitchen, uh, organization, housekeeping, home adaptation. I know we talked uh, to some degree about that in our opening stuff about the the bros counselor meeting with Terry. Getting microwaves marked. Yeah. <laughs> Sure is handy on your washers and dryers and yeah. But uh, I know we... I got ice in the door of my refrigerator where you put the thing in there and there's the different buttons they're all flat. I they well they didn't do it but my husband put like there's one that's a light and the ice crushed and uncrushed and uh, water and one of yeah. them locks all of everything and. So we put different things on each of those. Well, I know ours has the three. It has water, ice, and crushed ice. I didn't know it had a lock one on it, but it might. And we have ours work too. Yeah. So that's I handy. Really don't care about the ice as long as I push on it and water comes out because it's already going to be cool enough. Right. <laughs> and I'm not worried about the light. They didn't mark that one. But if I ever hit it and turn it on, then they know <laughs> Grandma must have did it or I did it and didn't know it. Yeah, well, I could, I, we had to have a way to mark stuff. So, like when you put leftovers in the fridge, that they stay there. Uh, we had made a big, big pot of uh, what's that? The uh, the sausage and the macaroni and the be uh, beans, uh, that kind of thing. And we uh, made a lot of it because we thought we might have more people to eat it. And so we we put a, the rest of it in the fridge. And my wife gets up this morning. Uh, muttering under her breath about one of our teenagers that live here because he apparently took it out <laughs> looking for a midnight snack left it on the counter then put it back like there was uh, enough there to have a whole other full meal with <laughs> uh, i thought maybe he ate it <laughs> no uh, that'd be one thing if he did but is there a thing to pull out enough food good. to have a meal out of to leave it sitting on the counter to go bad yeah it might have still been good it, you uh, got uh, it it probably is. Uh, it's, it's hard to say when he was up. Um, you got we it, four. We put, it, we put it back in the fridge. You yeah. got four four uh, little food tasters to taste it, see if they <laughs> die or not. You little grandchildren, here, try it. See if it's still good. You left it out. You try it first. <laughs> yeah. but it's too bad you can't mark it to say, this is not for you to leave out. Leave it alone. But marking stuff on their fridge is a little difficult. But uh, the best thing you do with that is try to be organized and 
and make people aware that hey, if there's leftovers, it's leftovers, not future garbage. Yeah, I've heard people say if it's leftovers, you put it on the left side of your refrigerator in there so you can find it, you know, reach in and reach for the left. And yeah. Maybe put all your condiments well, on, the right side on the right door. The, the annoying thing around here is it's like, oh, I got some leftovers here. There's enough for me to have, heat this up for lunch tomorrow. And so you put it in the fridge and then you next day it's like, hey, how about if we had that leftovers from yesterday? Eh, I don't want to. And like, Okay, next day. Hey, up that leftovers we had in the fridge. Or right, leftovers. You know, from there to go. Eh, I don't want to. Four <laughs> days later, a week later, how about those leftovers we had in the fridge? You want those? They've been there for a week. It's like I've been asking every day for a week. They weren't that fuzzy when I you put them in there when I first asked about them. Were they? <laughs> yeah. Since I'm here by myself, he will make a plate of whatever we have the night before, and that's my lunch for the next day. So, yeah, it's pretty easy when it's just me and my husband that don't have all the kids to move things around. Although he's good at moving things and then forgetting where you put it. <laughs> yeah, but hey, uh, there is that. Um, I don't have an awful lot to add on the the living skills. I mean, it does cover other areas like you know. Uh, board games like chess or checkers or cards or you know Scrabble. Uh, there's that way you can mark up things uh, to make them accessible. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't have a lot to add. So unless you guys want to uh, continue there, we'll move on to our, our next topic here. Well, peanuts with chocolate smeared on outsides is good. No, I wouldn't say that. Then. Uh, it would be time to... Do we have any email? Emails, yeah. It would be time for email. <laughs> and uh, this one starts out by saying, Hello there to the host of the funniest podcast ever. <laughs> Trying to butter us up. Yeah. Let me tell you about my nightmare on a night out I recently had. Uh-oh. Um, I was enjoying my night out at a five-star hotel over the holidays. I always drink champagne. I, I rarely drink cocktails. But on this night, I felt inspired to order something a little bit different. After being a menu of cocktails, I settled upon one. I was then given a huge book to sign for the drink. Sounds kind of unusual. Later, I couldn't believe my eyes when I was handed a bill for nearly 2,000 British pounds. Wow. Lucky you mm. I remember saying the drink listed as 18 space 90, and I assumed that meant it was 18 pounds 90. It was a fairly consistent price with the other drinks on the menu. Uh, okay. Let me pause right there. If you order a drink and it seems consistent with the other ones in the book, but they make you sign a book for it, maybe there's something different about this drink. <laughs> Must be. Um, it, maybe it should raise a red flag or two. Uh, it turns out that the drink was made from ingredients that was made from crystal champagne, which I suppose is a very fancy one gold leaf 
That explains a lot. And a 30-year-old cognac. That sounds mm-hmm. expensive to me. I wouldn't place it at $2,000 or pounds, but still. They presented me a bill for over 2,000 British pounds, and I was like, I can't pay this. It was definitely my mistake, but it was an honest mistake. This was a five-star hotel, after all, and the manager was so discreet and wonderful and completely played it down. He told me not to worry about it, but I burst into tears. I was so terribly, terribly upset. It worried about it all night and could hardly sleep. When I saw the manager the next day, he assured me things are under control. This was not the first time that bartender had made this same mistake, had been previously retrained, and he assured me he had been let go. From Lindsay, Belfast, Ireland. I got a problem with all that. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering how many dishes she had to do to make up the price. <laughs> huh? How many dishes she had to do to make up that price. I know. Well, <laughs> if you're going to have a drink that costs $2,000, I don't think you're going to be retrained. I think you're just going to be fired on the first try, uh, for one thing. And another thing is, I don't know about those kind of mixed drinks, but it just seems kind of odd they're going to mix champagne with stuff in a cocktail. Champagne is what you drink up by itself. Yeah, it's good by itself. You you wouldn't necessarily mix it with the with those ingredients. Maybe but, it was because uh, it was from the year eighteen ninety. Maybe and that's, you know, that's the way, well, no, eighteen ninety was the price one thousand eight hundred ninety. But by the time they, you know, I guess the rest of the ingredients made it to be two thousand or whatever, or maybe two thousand was the American dollars. I'm pretty sure it was, it was like twenty four hundred in American dollars. Wow! Uh, but uh, you would think here, sign this book. What am I signing for? Other signed for a drink before. You would think that the bartender would have told her, "You're signing for this gold. <laughs> You're about ready to consume gold." All right. Wow. Uh, you would think that the uh, Somehow somebody would have told her. It also makes it sound like maybe she was already a little bit drunk when she ordered the thing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because her common sense seemed to have been out the window. Right. Uh, there must have been a there must have been a booger as a decimal point. She thought eighteen point nine. <laughs> maybe a little on the menu. Little, little bit of schmutz there on the menu. Sesame <laughs> seed or something. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, that's the email. Uh, I'm I'm dubious. I think uh, it's a made up email, but uh, <laughs> that's what was sent. But hey, if people out there have a better email for us than that, feel free to send it in. Okay, gang, the jurt is officially open, and this is Ken Carpenter making the weekly report. And if you're interested in making a deal for a certain star or a favorite tune, just write to the home office. We deal in all kinds of entertainment, boogie-woogie, symphony, and corny. Also, jokes slightly used, new and stale, so don't delay right today. That Sounds Funny. T-S-F at ThatSoundsFunny.com Perhaps I'd better come back when he's sober. We are down to our final thoughts here. Perish the thought. Here's our final thoughts. A little boy was lost and went up to a police officer. The officer, I've locked my dad. He said, What's he like? He said, Beer and women. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I went to buy some camo pants, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> They're camouflaged. You can't see them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the difference between a bowl of wilted lettuce and a depressing song? One is a bad salad, and the other is a sad ballad. <laughs> <laughs> Two men are approaching each other on the sidewalk. Both of them are dragging their right foot. As they get close to each other, one man points to his foot and says, Vietnam, 1969. The other guy puts his thumb behind and says, dog poop, 20 feet back. Danger! <laughs> I failed math so many times in school, I can't even count. <laughs> Why did the deer get braces? He had buck teeth. <laughs> I don't fart. Sometimes it's just a whisper in my pants. Other times it's a scream. It's a whisper in there. <laughs> I used to have a handle on life, but then it broke. <laughs> uh, I have something like that from I heard from Roddy Dangerfield a long time ago about that later. <laughs> but for now, uh, my son told me he just watched a guy do 100 straight push-ups and asked me, can you do that? Sure, son, I said. Heck, I could probably watch the guy do 500 straight push-ups. <laughs> What's so funny about that? <laughs> um, did you hear about the large, extra-large football player who was yelling vulgar things at the opposing team? I hear he was an offensive lineman. Oh, you mad, impetuous fool, you! <laughs> they are pretty offensive. <laughs> when life gives you melons, you might be dyslexic. Melons instead of lemons. I don't mind having a half horse and half human student in my class, but why does he have to sit Front row centaur. <laughs> Where does a dinosaur go with a bad back? To a Cairo raptor. Don't you hate when people answer their own questions? I do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have a condition where I cannot stop telling airport jokes. My doctor says it's terminal. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Michelin factory to hear a lecture, but I fell asleep. It was too tiring. <laughs> you couldn't stand that Michelin man out, man. <laughs> well, it takes a lot of balls to golf the way I do.
<laughs> I'm currently reading a book about a couple of insects who fall in love in an Italian city. It's a Rome ants novel. <laughs> ants live in Rome. <laughs> oh, goodness. Here's one for you, Keith. <laughs> doctor, doctor, I seem to have picked up a second heartbeat since my operation. Doctor said, oh, that's where my wristwatch went. <laughs> Colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. No dribbles up there, just a wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> The problem with kleptomaniacs is they take everything literally. Everybody gets slaps but me. Yeah, literally. Literally, they take everything. <laughs> I once yelled into a colander. I strained my voice. <laughs> Ooh, man. Do you think that robots pressure each other? Over which one checks the box? I am not a robot. <laughs> Wait, what? There's a checkbox. I didn't see any checkbox. I am not a robot. <laughs> the easiest time to add insult to injury is when you're signing someone's cast. <laughs> Um, I met my wife at a local chess tournament. She made the first move. <laughs> Your shadow is a confirmation that light has traveled 93 million miles unobstructed only to be deprived of reaching its goal thanks to you. My therapist says I have a preoccupation for revenge. We'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) The United States is going to start minting pennies next year, though I have a joke on the back. They'll be referred to as sense of humor. <laughs> I don't get it. Penny <laughs> joke. Mm. What has four legs and it can fly? Two birds. <laughs> People that use selfie sticks need to take a good long look at themselves. Yeah, they apparently do. <laughs> uh, well, I heard that Terry one time walked into a Hooters restaurant and the waitress sat him down and he asked for a beer. And she says, sure, will that be a pint or a pitcher? And Terry just couldn't help staring at her chest, didn't respond. So she says, get a pitcher, it'll last longer. <laughs> I'm 
I'm going to name my TV remote control Waldo for apparent reasons. Where's Waldo? Waldo. <laughs> That's old one. I don't suffer from insanity. I enjoy every minute of it. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, I'm trying to organize a hide and seek tournament, but good players are really hard to find. Breaker 1 9, is anybody there? When the apple a day keeps anyone away, as long as you throw it hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> really the last one. thing I want to do is hurt you, but it's still on my list. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call an insect with a perm? A frisbee. <laughs> frisbee perm. What is just the best smelling insect? Deodorant. Yeah. <laughs> the problem isn't obesity runs in our family. It's no one runs in our family. Right. Oh well, how does the tree get onto the internet? It logs in. The future, the present, and the past walks into a bar. Things got a little tense. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll stop with that one because I could go on, but my next one's kind of dumb. <laughs> I do have an announcement, though, before we go. Yeah. I think it's February 11th is Super Bowl 58. And it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers against Taylor Swift. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> Lions didn't make it. Oh, I was hoping. Yeah. That. They were doing good until halftime. That's what I hear. Yeah. They're, they're pretty far ahead of halftime, I understand. Uh, oh, yeah. They're the saying, thing I was thinking of earlier. Kid's really getting sharp. Ain't no stopping him since he won first prize for his tapioca pudding at the Pomona Fair. Is uh, is this something from uh, Rodney Dangerfield? He says, I got up this morning and I went to tie my shoe and the string broke. I took my uh, suitcase to the airport and the handle broke. Then I had to go pee and I was afraid to go in the bathroom. (laughs) 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 Do you want to break something? No, Bob. No. Right. <laughs> right. Rodney Dangerfield. Plans you now and dig you later. So long and good luck. Please, let me alone. Let me go home. Anyway, uh, that's all we got on that. Quite right. So this part of the show, we just uh, sign off. So this is your host, Keith, saying thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. Uh, we're, our listenership's been a little bit down lately, so let's tell some people out there and get people to uh, listen in and click that button to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. 
But hey, while you're out there, make sure you leave a good rating and review. Uh, leave us a comment on our webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com. Send us an email. Tell us your own funny family stories. We'd love to hear from you and ask us a question about blindness. Don't be afraid to ask. We'll be glad to answer no matter what you have. So with that, this is Rose Keys once again. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. That sounds funny. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com. That sounds funny.